Welcome to the East Main Media Podcast, a series of conversations featuring leaders in a variety of subjects, including business, politics, media, and the arts. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com forward slash podcast. Now here's your host, Brian Brodeur. I want to talk about, you mentioned pathways, doors, opportunities. Right. I'm fascinated by that, especially in business, right? Mm -hmm. So let's shift over to that world a little bit and how you help businesses and entrepreneurs and young professionals you mentioned. I hear a lot of myself and what you're talking about, about that not taking orders and kind of being motivated to be self-employed. Right. I, I'm guilty of that too, yep. you know? I always tell the folks here, you know, the day I roll out of bed and I don't want to go work with them or I don't want to come here to the shop and do what we do, I want to hang it up. You know, it, yep. it's, it's all that internal fire. And a part of that for me, and I, I'm hearing it in your stories, is those opportunities and those doors that open. And not everybody sees them. You know what? I believe that the doors are always there. Discovering them, being open to them, being open to new ideas. I studied with Bob Proctor. He's a great, great thinker, Bob Proctor. And that's why I studied with Bob. Zig was a great motivator. Bob Proctor is one of the greatest thinkers. And Bob Proctor would always talk about, you need to be aware of what's going on around you or you'll never see the door, no less be able to open it. Right. What I like to say to people all the time is, if you know what you want, and I mean literally, you want this. Now, there's a difference. A lot of people want to go on vacation and never get there. A lot of people want the new car and don't get there. So what's the next step of that and the opportunities that come along is, not only do you need to want it, but you need to actually have a burning desire to get it. Yeah. Right? So this whole process I do of, you know, the awareness and all this. So I have this five-point process. And if you don't mind, I want to share it because I think this will be good for your audience about what I was taught about business and life and getting what you want. Bob Proctor one time when I first met him, he said, tell me what you want and I can show you how to get it. And I looked at him and I said, who do you think you are? <laughs> and I mean, that was my first Hudson County reaction because I don't know you yet. So don't talk to me like that. Don't tell me you're going to do something with me. Prove it. I'm a conspiracy theory guy. I really, everything's a conspiracy for me. It's crazy. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, all right, what do you want from me, mister? Right, yeah, you know, right, right. You know, the, wall's up, the wall is up. Yeah, what's the rub? But then as I grew and I started to realize was when you know what you want, you got to get up and you got to shout it out to the universe ah. and let people know everything we want to get done will be through people. Mm -hmm. So the more people who know what you want, you know, they'll be able to either guide you, show you. How many times have you heard, hey, I got a guy? <laughs> but no one would know unless you said, like, say someone, you need someone here yeah. to do a magazine editing or something sure, you're doing, right, right? right? You know, some articles. And you're like, yeah, I'm looking for some. If you don't say I'm looking for somebody, how can someone ever say I got a guy? Right. It's that simple. So knowing what you want, shout it out to the universe. This is what opens up the doors to opportunity. This is why... When I do my presentation skills training, the reason behind that is so you can stand up and stand out amongst the crowd mm -hmm. and get your message out there. Listen, if you're looking for clients and you're sitting in your house and you're not telling anybody you're looking for clients, you're not going to have any clients. Right. Literally, end of story. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the opportunity comes from knowing what you want. I just want to go through the five-point process that 
I really wish that people could take out a pen and paper, and hopefully someone hearing this will just do this. You take out a pen and paper. I was taught by Bob Proctor, and I love mentioning my mentors. Mm -hmm. He says writing causes thinking. What happens is in today's world, most people are on their phones or their computers, and they're just going through the motions. They're not even thinking anymore, right? They're just doing. They're just typing. They're clicking it with their fingers. Writing causes thinking. So take out a pencil. Take out a piece of paper. So I always say to people, the first part of the process is what do you want? Think about the things you wanted in life up until this point. Right. You were clear on them. Chances are the things you really wanted you got. I can look back on canvas cons when I was a kid. You know, I, I had to wear the Chuck Taylors with canvas cons. But then as I get older, I wanted, you know, leather cons. And I was like, now I was a freak. I was buying leather cons oh, all the time. Big time. Big time. <laughs> Nobody even knows what leather cons are. Anymore. I guess it's what the uh, Jordans would be in today's world. Right? I suppose. Yeah, right. So what do you want? Part two, is it a burning desire? And to simplify that, I just say, do you really, really, really want it? If not, stop thinking about it. You're wasting your time. It's taking up space in the noggin, right? Mm -hmm. Got to give up the good to get the great. So what do you want? Is it a burning desire? And is it backed by a definite plan on how you're going to get it? See, Napoleon Hill always talked about it. He didn't just say a plan. He said a definite plan. Hmm. Because many of us plan on going vacation and never get there. Right. Many of us plan on going in and asking for the raise but never walk into the office. So it's, what do you want? Is it a burning desire backed by a definite plan? And my favorite part, you ready for this? Yeah. Are you executing your plan? <laughs> doing it. Doing it. Right. Are you executing your plan, right? We all plan on doing it. And what happens is when you look back and you say, I had this great plan. And I look at people and I go, yeah, but you didn't execute. It's execution. Yeah. You know, so what do you want? Burning desire, definite plan. Are you executing the plan? And did you give it a deadline? Gives you a sense of urgency. Right. Zig used to always say, how much work gets done on the day before vacation? <laughs> if everybody worked like it was the day before vacation, man, we'd be profitable through the roof. Yeah. So the answer is, what do you want? Burning desire, definite plan. Are you executing the plan? And does it have a deadline? Really works. We could do a, an episode just on that. Sure. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I'll share one piece. Mm -hmm. uh, I love writing things down. I've, I've said often, if you don't put that pen to paper or make that list of, hey, we got to do this, it won't get done. Mm -hmm. When you put it down on paper, it becomes real. It becomes real. And Beautiful. You know, it gives you that momentum. We often say, hey, you want to get there. You want to get to this place. Also realize it may not be a straight line. Don't mm -hmm. think it's right that way and that's where I'm going. There's going to be left turns. One of my great mentors told me the one thing you really know is the first step. Like that's what you know you can do right there. Yep. And that will unfold to the second step. Yep. But don't think you know what that second or third step is. Anyway, you mentioned the Zig conference, right? Uh, right. Success 96. Yeah. This is a big question and you can take it anywhere you want. Okay. What is success? Great, great question. I just did this talk for the young professionals. Two words I wrote on the board, success and happiness. Two words that destroy the human being. Mm. They're told they need to be successful, and they're always told that the secret to life is to be happy. I wish we could get rid of those words. And I mean it because one man's success is not another man's success. Do I consider myself a very successful person? 
Absolutely. What do I base that on? I base it on the relationships and the love and all that kind of stuff. And my relationships are so solid and people enjoy being with me and I enjoy being with people. So how could I not feel successful on this great planet? To me, I look at you being a great human being, you're tremendously successful. In today's world, you're over the top successful because nobody even knows how to be a human being anymore. So success, I'm gonna define success and I hope this is good. This is the way I looked at it. I had a coach, she sent me a Christmas card and when she signed it off, it said, may you have an abundance of everything that's important to you. Hmm. hmm. So I always thought abundance, right? What's the first thing that happens when you think about abundance when you're a kid or growing up? Money, yeah. right? She didn't write, may you have an abundance of money. She wrote, may you have an abundance of everything that's important to you. So I took that and I made that my definition of success. A successful person has an abundance of everything that's important to them. And I do believe if you have an abundance of everything that's important to you, it will lead to happiness. So what people need to do is discover what's important to them and not what's important to anyone else. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not successful. Will I ever be Jeff Bezos? No. I'm not shooting for that. I always joke and I tell people, if I had my way, I'd be playing wiffle ball every day with my buddies. You know, that's what I enjoy. So may you discover and understand that success is having an abundance of what's important to you. Please take the time and start to discover what's important to you. And I think that'll take care of success and happiness. Because if you don't define it, you're going to chase it the rest of your life. Joyce Meyer one time say, be happy where you are on the way to where you're going. So that's what I'd like to say. May you have an abundance of everything that's important to you, but be happy where you are on the way to where you're going. I think that wraps it up. We'll be right back to the conversation after this brief message from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting, bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation, and advisory. Visit jlc-accounting.com. And by Tap Into TV, original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net. Thank you for that. I was kind of hiding that wiffle ball curve question in there. Uh, the in shoot and the out shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I played some wiffle ball in my time. Uh, speaking of sports, I have a note here to ask you about your rollerblading. I wanted you to touch on that. Well, the reason I brought up rollerblading, at seven, I was introduced to hockey by my brother-in-law, and I became a huge, huge New York Rangers fan. Love of my life. Two things I love besides family, all that good stuff, and I always have to put that disclaimer on, but I truly love the New York Rangers and the New York Yankees. All right. I love baseball. I love the game of baseball. I love hockey. But I knew nothing about it. I grew up in the city. So as we were growing together, my friends playing ball in the schoolyard, we actually got rollerblades one time before nobody even had them. Me and my friend Mike O'Connor, we got rollerblades. People looking at us like, my God. It was like one of the first pairs. 
And so then we were so passionate that we started to create it and we started to play these hockey games. The reason I bring this up is the difference of the world of today and the things that happen and how you learned back then. You know, me and my buddy Larry, we talk about, we used to tape magazines to our legs as shin guards. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. So we wouldn't get, we didn't have equipment. Yeah, it had to do something because it would hurt like hell. Yeah, it hurt yeah. like hell. But <laughs> magazines or newspapers, we tape them. We made our own shin guards. But the reason I'm talking about that was when we first started talking and wanted to bring up rollerblades was learning to rollerblade on concrete and falling on concrete hurts. So falling on concrete taught me how not to fall. What people don't realize, you see kids now that are in bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so they fall down, they bounce back up. You know, we would fall and be like, oh, oh my God. And your mind says, you got to do something different so that doesn't happen again. So with pain comes growth. If we didn't have pain, how would we know pleasure? So really skating on concrete taught me a lot. It was a big part of my growing up. But not only that. We were self-motivated, self-creating. No one said, hey, start up a hockey league. But the next thing you know, we were playing other towns. <laughs> we just made this happen. Wow. Because, well, we loved it. And, you know, the point really simple enough is we were so passionate about playing that we needed to find other people to play because we wanted to play. We loved it. We enjoyed it thoroughly. So we created this whole thing around us. And we got very, very good from guys who knew nothing about hockey. You're dedicated, passionate. Wow. Loved it. So I want to pivot one more topic before we wrap it up. One of the highlights, one of the things that really stood out when I met you at that event was you whipped out a joke about the tubes, the band. You and I shared a reference about the tubes. Mm. Nobody does that, all right? Nobody whips out a fee waybill joke. Nice. Right? So we have to talk music. Good. Right? I'm all in. Yeah. So all in. where do you want to begin? Desert Island? Like, you oh, know, I, what's your favorite album of all time? Well, how much time do we have? You know, we could deep dive. Well, we, let, let's, let's take a let's deep dive. Let's take it I'll, easy on our audience. <laughs> we'll take it easy on the audience, but I'll tell you why the music. My first date with my wife, and we're together 40 years now. Yeah. The joke I always use, I say I'm married 40 years. They say, same woman? <laughs> And I always go, no, three sets of 10. That's rough. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, okay. You know, I got three sets of 10. No. So our first date was Kansas, the band Kansas, 1978, Madison Square Garden. Oh, you know, yeah. so I uh, love it. My wife's tour. Thought, yeah, huge. Oh, big tour. That was when they were, just came out with Point and No Return and Carry On Wayward Son. It was, it was huge. Yeah. My wife still had the stuff. It was nine bucks. Wow. That's a story in itself because you know about concerts today. Yeah, yeah. So since that time, we've been to... About 350 concerts, my wife and I. Wow. So my kids know what they're getting when we die is ticket stubs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little portfolio. There you go, kids. Yeah, Here's sorry. your mom That's and dad it. on a ball. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we're still big concert goers. Got the Doobie Brothers coming up next month. Big yeah. fans. Yeah. So love well, so music. Unpack that a little bit because you've seen some great shows. I've seen that. everybody and anybody. Give me a highlight. Well, you, you talk about the tubes, right? And I'm going to just bring it back to the tubes because when I say, hey, the tubes, anybody. Well, what I'd use the tubes for is that great song, What Do You want from life huh. right what do you want from life you know and it's a great question because i met all the guys from the tubes wow. and i said to him what a great song and he just looked up and he said uh fee wabel is that right yeah the singer yeah he looked up and he said to me the question just is what do you want from life yeah. 
And I looked and I said, that's exactly why I've used this song my whole life. What do you want from life? Answer that question. Answer that question. What do you want from life? So the music-wise, the love of my life musically was B.B. King. Really? My wife, on the other hand, had this fascination for George Thorogood. Yeah. George Thorogood is my wife's whole pass, in case it ever came down. Okay, to fair enough. <laughs> fair yeah, enough. Yeah. But me, I, I was always fascinated by B.B. King. Wow. And we have saw B.B. King... 15, 20 times. Sure. Got to meet him in person. Wow. Got backstage. Cool. Got to sit with him. But the thing I'll share with you about B.B. King, here's a man that when he's introduced, he's called the king of the blues, the incomparable B.B. King. Yeah. But when you meet B.B. King, he's a man full of humility. I'll tell you a little story. When I got to meet him, I bent down and I, I whispered in his ear, I want to thank you. Thank you for the music. Thank you for who you are. And he looked up and he said, no, no, no. I want to thank you. There is no me without you. And that's the day my life changed. Again, a mentor just whispering in my ear. There, him, the king of the blues, the great B.B. King, telling me I was important. That's got to tell you something. So music, Huge. bands, Clapton, the blues, Johnny Winter. Yeah. Always loved it. Loved everything about it. Music's a big part of my life. And you're going to see the Doobies coming up? Where, yeah, Doobies. That That's going to be in the Bergen Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in Englewood. Right. Great little venue. Love the Doobies. You There's know. tons of great bands that come out to these venues. They don't have to come to Madison Square and sell out. Right. It's so packed, Bergen Pack, yep. you know, PNC Bank Arts Center. Newton Theater. Yeah, Newton Just Theater out there, yeah. 850-seat theater. I've seen some of the best of the best there True. now. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what? They, the following drops off. People get old. Yeah. I look in my audience now and I go, how come I'm the youngest person here? Because <laughs> that's how everybody looks at the audience now. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, we were joking before. I have a 13-year-old boy, and, you know, he consumes all of his entertainment. It's all right out of his phone, you know. Yeah. And, and it's not beyond that. Although I took him to MetLife Stadium to his first real concert last summer. Nice. Floor seats, and I just sort of sat and watched him take it in. And that experience of being in that stadium, what is it, 80,000 people or whatever, 75,000 people connecting with that one singer. And it's an amazing thing. The amazing of just being. Mm. You just said the amazing of just being in that position or in that arena or in that. Yeah. The point of that is just being. Yeah. Just being present. I see people filming yeah. the whole show. And I go, dude, this is happening live. I'd rather play it back in my head because it's always better. Oh, yeah. Always better. Yeah. Do you remember when? You know. I play it back in my head. I have the best times. I don't need to see it ever again. I'm sure. I can close my eyes oh. and I can remember the middle of Won't Get Fooled Again <laughs> from The Who at Madison Square Garden. Nice. I can put myself in that moment I, right now. Yep. I, I, you know, yep. and I don't need a video camera for that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's my outlet. Hmm. That's where I get my energy. That's where I get rejuvenated. But you also resonate with it because you are a performer and oh. you have been on stage. Just, I love talent. Mm. I love talent. Mm. I saw, I don't know if you've ever seen Wicked or things like oh, that sure. on Broadway. Yeah. 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 I sit there and I want to cry. I'm like, wow, what a blessing. Look at these people. The talent. Amazing, amazing stuff. And you know what I like about that, too? My background's in music a bit, and I was lucky enough to do uh, some theater and some touring and some recording and stuff. And when you watch Broadway in particular, 
Man, doing a ton of shows, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, you know, look at you, 300 shows a year, 300 mm -hmm. dates a year. I mean, they're doing the four or five dates a week plus the matinees and all that. Oh, yeah. And there's so much going on from lights, sound, makeup, all that stuff, and it's happening right there. Amazing. And they can't drop the ball. And that blows me away. And I take it all in and I honor yeah, it. That's absolutely. why I enjoy it so much. That's not easy. No, and, and frankly, I don't think it'll ever go anywhere. You know, it doesn't matter how how virtual we get. We'll still get in the room. As a, a recent interview told me, it's as old as dirt, man. People sitting in a room communicating through music, through story, and oh, yeah. we'll always be doing it. And I think it's going to come full circle. Oh, I yeah. really, I think human beings, once we start to reconnect, we'll be in a good spot. I agree. I hope sooner than later. I agree with that too. <laughs> God, help us. Yes. Um, let's wrap this up with uh, a question that I always like to ask my guests. Oh, boy. So you got a phone in front of you and it rings and you pick it up and you have a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. You hang it up. The person on the other end of the line just solved your biggest problem, concern, or challenge. Who was it and what did they solve? Mm. Okay. That person would probably be first and foremost, most of my problems come from me, from the inside out. I don't honor being disturbed from the outside in, so I know it's me, there's something wrong with me. So uh, chances are it would be my sister Laura, hmm. who was a big part of me changing my life, cleaning my life up, and recognizing who I was as a person when I was struggling, being gut-wrenching honest with me. When I was struggling at the end, and was a full-blown drug addict and an alcoholic, I looked at my sister and I said, I want you to know I discovered what's wrong with me. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm certifiable. And she said, you're not crazy. You're a drug addict. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, wow. So I think if I had the opportunity now I look, it would be my mom. Mm. But taking the place of my mom would be my youngest sister because she recognizes any challenge I might have, she'll take it into me. Right. And so that's why I would be my sister, Laura, because she would say, it's not them, it's you. What's going on with you? Right. You know, my mom's whole thing was, my mom asked me questions all the time, was, how's your spirit? Understand, how's the self? Yeah. That was my mom's thing. And I now have it tattooed on my arm since my mom passed. It says, keep the faith. Any challenge I ever had in life, my mom would just say, keep the faith. Chances are everything's going to work out once you keep the faith. So my sister has those same things. And mm. she'll look at me and right in the eye and tell me it's you and I won't listen to many people who would tell me that so Laura would be the person I would pick up the phone nice. any challenge I have and she would say take a look at you I used to say peel back the onion but that makes you cry so we're going to peel back the artichoke sure. remember sure. here's my artichoke yeah. so you can get to the heart of the matter Good, that's right. peel back that's the right. artichoke don't that's steal right. that out there Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a Tommy Hilkin thing <laughs> trademark artichoke Tommy Hilkin, thank you. Ah, uh, Brian, thanks. We could do like three more hours. You know, there's so much, and it was thrilled to have you come in here, man. Hey, my pleasure. I, I really enjoyed this, and thank you so much for taking interest in me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of East Main Media, hosted by Brian Brodeur. Special thanks to audio engineer J.P. Conk and senior producer Kayla Galka. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a good rating. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com. And thanks for listening.